Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. So, Rob, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a team that you did like, you picked them to win the NFC North. And uh, right now, I'm all of a sudden, a lot after better a slow about it. start, yeah, after a slow start, they're looking good, certainly right in the playoff mix. And um, they've won five straight games. And not that we're not blaming this guy in any way, shape, or form. He's just a wide receiver after all, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But Justin Jefferson uh, has been injured during this run, and they haven't sk- they've actually you know played much better. And so you that led you to uh, you have a uh, uh, not a theory, but a question that you want to pose, uh, a, 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 you know, a take that you want to put out there. I, I just think that nobody ever talks about this, Chris is, you know, we always talk about, well, you can get any old running back. I wouldn't draft a running back. I wouldn't pay a running back. It could get anybody. And I look around the league, and I'm starting to just because of the Justin Jefferson, who everybody, he had an unbelievable year. Everybody was talking about, the, the like, he's all world. He's the next, you know, great thing. And this, that, and the other thing. And so, and a lot of people were guilty of this. When he got hurt, oh, you know what? Get rid of Kirk Cousins. The season's over. You just lost your best receiver. You might as well move on. You're not going to be able to win without him. And all they've done, as you mentioned, is go 5-0. and And not only that, because they're averaging almost 25 points a game uh, without him. Ranked ninth, that would rank him ninth in the uh, NFL. More than more than that's better than the Chiefs, the Jaguars, and the Bengals. Okay, that's without Jefferson. And I'm not saying he's not a, a fantastic receiver or a great player. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just not sure. This is a, a a passing league. That's what we're told all the time. 
receivers are more at a premium. And then you start doing some research, Chris, and you go, okay, the Ravens have the second highest scoring offense in the NFL, 270 points, without a real number one. Who's their number one? Nobody. Zay Flowers, the rookie. Okay, yeah, I a real one. Uh, let me. Uh, C.J. Stroud is is viewed now right as this MVP candidate without a real number one. He doesn't have a real number one. This guy that you're afraid of and you have to game plan for. So here's another one. Mahomes won an MVP uh, for the Chiefs, right, and the Super Bowl, Chris, after trading away Tyreek Hill, who's an all world wide receiver. So he moved on, and it didn't stop Kansas City. Joe Burrow, 3-1 and one without Jamar Chase since they've become teammates, Chris. He's not 1-3. 67% completion ratio and a passer rating of almost 100 at 99.9. And we know the Aaron Rodgers-Devontae Adams story. 10-1, including 7 in a row at one point without Devontae Adams. And, uh, you know, when he had to go to his teammates, Chris, Aaron Rodgers, 67% completion rate and a passer rating of 112.7. So I'm starting to wonder the same way we can tell people we can just pick and choose and put people in at the running back position. With these numbers and these stats and, and looking at this, does this open your eyes a little bit or, or you know, with the idea? And I'm not – they were great wide receivers and they're important to the game. But if you would have told me Minnesota's offense would be better and score more points without that kid, I would not believe it. And I'm starting to look and wonder how much impact the wide receiver has and, and maybe if it's not him, it's just somebody else. Help me out. Yeah, no, I, I I hear what you're saying, and I think you brought up some decent examples. Um, and I think, I, I guess, are you asking why is the wide receiver viewed as more valuable than the running back today? Is yeah, that no, what you're I, I know because it, I know it's a passing league, but these statistics and these figures show you that you don't you could still you could be the Ravens the number two offense without a real number one like like they don't have a Devontae Adams they don't have a well but they're also Rob they're they're also the number one rushing team in the NFL and they don't have a name you know a uh household name at running back. They actually lost their first running back J.K. Dobbins. I I get that. The time he wasn't a household name himself. Tyreek Hill example. Well, Tyreek Hill, look at what he's done to Miami. I mean, he has turned that team around, and I think he is their best offensive player. So I I don't think, like like Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about, in my view, the best quarterback we've ever seen. In most people's views, the best quarterback in the league. And this year, they're struggling without, um, not obviously they don't have Tyreek, but I mean, like, they need a receiver. Like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, the way it looks now, it'll be because they don't have a top-flight receiver or even a second-flight receiver. Last year, they didn't have a top-flight. They had Juju, 
But he was better than anything. So maybe it might now. be it might it might be a combination of some of the players and Mahomes just not having the the best year either. You know what I mean? I don't it think it's Mahomes. I don't think it's Mahomes. I think it's that he don't his receivers are dropping passes. I don't know if they still lead the league in drops, but they have. They don't get open that well. I think he, you know he needs somebody to be able to create some separation and catch the ball consistently. Um, besides his tight end. But I also think, Rob, a big factor in, and we've talked about it, we, we both think the running back positions become undervalued. And I get it that you can, you know, like Cleveland, they had Nick Chubb, who's one of the top running backs in the league, and he's been injured and they haven't missed a beat. They're 6-3, and three, and their run game is still strong. But I would say this, fans come to see stars. And so uh, your running back, whether it was a Jonathan Taylor, they were fine without him. Zach Moss stepped in and was strong. Uh, or a Chubb. They are drawing fans. And so that's why, you know, that's part of it too, Rob. When you pay a guy, it's not just, yes, production, but it's also a bottom line business of our people coming to see us play, our people buying our merchandise. All of that goes into the money. And top flight running backs do draw fans to do those things. But I, I think, Rob, the big maybe difference between these two, and you're right, it's a passing league, obviously. But I also think in what hurts the running backs when it comes to pay is that the general feeling, and there is truth to it, not every case, but that the your shelf life as a top flight running back is much shorter than that than that of a receiver. Just because of the nature of the position, you're getting hit so much. And that and that's why that rookie, you know, scale where the, the team doesn't have to pay you for five years essentially, that can eat up a running back's best years. Now there are exceptions, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, but there aren't that many. Um, you know, Eric Dickerson's best years were early. Uh, even though he still was a great, you know, in his late 20s and maybe at 30. Uh, Earl Campbell's best years were early. Emmett, Emmett, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's best years were early. Like, that hurts the running back. And as a receiver, they can, you know, a lot of times they're still great in their early 30s. Um, and so I think that is one of the big – we've talked about it. That, that rookie scale, it does in – no, it does the running back in more than any other player. Um, no, but I, I think I, I, think I get that. But I, but I'm looking if you're the Vikings. Well, I, they I, also do, winning without Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, I two and zero with Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, but they're not five and zero. I mean, I'm just saying, like like they're five and zero. And do I do I need to break the bank for 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 Justin Jefferson? Is what I'm asking you. Like if I'm looking at the team, do I? I'm not saying he's not talented. I just wonder why the the you know people don't have uh, nearly a problem with paying uh, a wide receiver when teams seem to keep winning. Devontae Adams is, fa- is 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 a special super talent. How in the world did the Packers go ten and one without him on the? Because you had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. They they missed Devontae and Rodgers last year without him. They'd have been a lot better than last year without him. A lot of it depends on what you got around them. I mean, that 
Like Adams or, or Aaron Rodgers couldn't win his last year in Green Bay without Devontae Adams. I think if they had had Devontae that year, they would have made the playoffs and been a good team. And but yet when Rodgers was at his best in those two MVP years, yeah, he he could make it happen with less than that. You know, we said Mahomes made it happen with less than Tyreek Hill, but you still need some level of player, and and he doesn't have that this year, and they're not scoring a lot of points. Yeah. So the, I, I the Vikings story is interesting. To, it just really is because that kid is so special and spectacular, and and people, you you know what I'm saying? Like there were people saying, throw the towel in on the season. Trey, well, a lot you know, of like that the, also was because the, the way they over. started. I, and I also think that's one team. You know, that's not like you you can't make a rule based off of that one situation. You know, a lot of other things are going well from them. The defense is played better, you know, things like that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Our next guest is a senior NFL writer for The Athletic, author of The Football 100. We welcome in Mike Sando. Mike, how are you? Hey, good to be back. How are you? We are great. Great to have you back. And look, let's start in Buffalo. You wrote what a, a, last week that Ken Dorsey, who was under fire, we know he got fired today. We'll get to that. Yep. But the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, had not had actually done a better job than Brian Dable, at least statistically. And obviously, yeah. again, he's fired today. So explain the article because – Rob and I are with most – our view is like that of most people's that the offense and Josh Allen had declined under right. uh, Dorsey. Doesn't seem the same. Yeah. What, what, tell us about your story. Yeah, so I was – you know, people were calling for Dorsey last week, and Dorsey was asking answering questions last week, and so was McDermott. Hey, have you lost faith in the coordinator? Are you going to replace them? And and I was looking. I was just looking at the stats in the league, and the Bills were a top five offense by all the, all the stats that I look at. So I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, not that they're you know playing the absolute best they possibly could, or there haven't been some bad games. But certainly, they've had a couple bad games offensively. Uh, but I decided, well, I, I'm going to look at this a number of different ways. I'm going to look at 25 games of Dorsey, which was last year and this year. I compared it to mm-hmm. the last 25 games of Dayball, which should be a similar comp because. Josh Allen was a was you know a developed top tier quarterback for both of those, and the numbers had gotten a little bit better. They were good for both, but the numbers had gotten better under Dorsey. What had changed for the team was the defense had fallen off, and so their starting field position wasn't nearly as good on offense. Uh, they weren't getting all these short fields, you know, to to have easy points, and so their uh, oh, their scoring had dropped a little bit. They were still in the top two or three in the league, I think top two. Uh, and so I was just kind of, hey, let's put on the brakes here. This team has issues, but just by an, an objective measure, which is the production of the offense, when you have a top five offense, that's probably not the problem, uh, even though in some games here or there it may have been. So that was my point, and I still believe that. I mean, look, they they had whatever number of turnovers from drop, you know, the, the, the running back drops the ball uh, when he's got a, a clear lane to go running. Uh, did Ken Dorsey screw that up? The quarterback has protected, throws it to the to the tight end. The receiver goes off his hands and is intercepted. Is that bad scheme? You know, so I I think that this is Sean McDermott overreacting by firing him uh, when they've got a whole bunch of problems, which includes having the right number of people on the field at the end of the game. Any <laughs> no, but that right down. that cost him the game. That was a missed that field cost goal, him his right? Job. Dorsey is working today for the Bills if that yeah. doesn't happen in my opinion. So, look, we can get into the opinions of should they be running more, should they do this or that. That's with any coordinator. But they have global issues on the Bills that go back to a lot of these end of game scenarios. And I think and I've written this two weeks ago, I wrote a different column just saying, I don't know what that they need anything at the trade deadline. They just kind of need to not be so uptight. I feel like this is a team yep. 
that is just on the edge, and you take on the personality of your coach. And, and to me, they need they need their Aaron Rodgers to go relax. Everybody right. here, let, we're a good team. Well, well, Instead, well, let me. Well, here's dying. the problem though with with that is that the quarterback can't say it because is he honestly playing like a top tier quarterback with all the, the the turnovers and the interceptions? I mean, I know he's a talent. But he hasn't played like the talent that we have seen in the past. He's part of the problem. He has pressed. He has pressed. But I think that whole environment there is of pressing, the whole thing. So now Josh Allen, I'm going to call it up right now. Josh Allen is basically in the top ten of most. You know, I think he was in the top five of most of the good stats. Uh, before He's the league in game. touchdowns, 26. Yeah, I mean, he's. A, I think he, you know, I think there's different ties. I would not put him as a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a cut below that. But I think he's he's a 35 touchdown, 14 interception guy. He's not a 35 touchdown, four interception guy. But he's also going to be doing all that, and he's going to be like, you know, rushing for 600 yards and eight touchdowns also, although that's been a little bit of their point of emphasis this year to not feature him as much. I get it. But He's the engine of that offense. I think we put it this way. If we subbed on subbed onto that team a random quarterback who's starting on a different team, they might have a bottom 10 offense in right. the stats. I wouldn't be doing that story, right? The story's not because of Dorsey. It's not like Dorsey was doing these amazing things with the scheme. I was just saying... If you have an offense that ranks in the top ten and in your defense, which played a lot better last night, is ranking lower than it has before, and you're not quite as good, well, what what are we looking at? Yeah, I, look, you've alluded Maybe to it a little bit. Maybe the coach needs to go. I was going to say, you've well, alluded to it a little bit. The culture, I think, is bad. And right. I feel like if they don't turn it around under Joe Brady, which they, I mean, they probably won't, I think McDermott – needs oh. to be the next one to go. Not because he's a bad coach, but I think it's time he's worn his time is worn thin there in Buffalo oh. if they don't make the yeah. playoffs. He has to have a solution for this, a pivot for this, right? He has to change this this narrative because otherwise it is what you are what you what it is and you can't escape right. it. I think I think there's too much of this there's there's things in their control, which is some of that in the game stuff that's happened to them, the 13 seconds, all of that. There's things out of their control, emotional things. DeMar Hamlin, the owner of the team, incapacitated. Lots of things that are a little bit unusual. There's, there's a lot of emotional baggage with this team right now. And it takes a special leader to uh, – I'm not saying it's easy. It takes a special leader to be able to transcend that and pull your team through. And we think of the, when we think of the great kind of big-picture coaches, you think of like – Mike Tomlin with his Josh set in the stand on the front of the boat through the worst seas, and you know he's not falling over. Pete Carroll brings his own sort of style of upbeatness, like we're going to get through this, right? There's different ways to do this, and their temperament of their team is what you see on the sideline from McDermott when it goes wrong and he turns around and he almost throws things down, or it's Ken Dorsey in the booth at Miami throwing a tantrum tantrum that goes viral, right? Or it's Josh right. Allen just losing it and having a brain fart moment where he just says, screw it, and throws the ball, right? That's, your, that's like your whole vibe of your team. <laughs> and yeah. we just need to, we need to not be all over the place. So let, let, let me, looking at numbers, and, and sometimes they can be deceiving, 
So sure. is it not Zach Wilson's fault that the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in 36 <laughs> drives? No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, what am I missing uh, with the Jets? And I know Chris gets tired of me talking about it, but yeah. I've never seen anything like this where they continue to bring this the same guy out like there's no other person. The United States has 330 million people, and, and there's <laughs> nobody else who could play quarterback? <laughs> How about well? I think I think the the craziest one was when uh, Robert Sala had to plead the fifth when he was asked about it. Did right, that? right. That Chris like thinks that, Chris think that's high. coming from upstairs. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. Was that was that that was in an interview? Right. That wasn't a press. That was a radio right? interview. Yeah. Okay, so on WFAN. So here's how that happens. Yeah, because in a press conference, you can kind of keep that distance from the people that you're talking. You can kind of give a BS answer easily, right, right. in a press conference. When you start having a conversation and connect with somebody, it's really hard to just sort of BS your way out of the answer, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so he right. actually kind of cracked there and said, I plead the fifth. Uh, I don't know if it's a weak no moment or not, but I think that tells you he can't fill the answer either. Um, but what is, you know. what about Zach? Just, just uh, how can people be so wrong about that guy? Uh, you mean why isn't he is why isn't he better than he is? Yeah, like like this is year two, and everybody thought, well, he can manage this. Oh, you know, like uh, the people he yeah. was he had poor played so poorly. Chris and I talked about it all the time that if he plays just decent, people are are excited because he's right. been so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously this year they thought they're going to have Aaron Rodgers for the whole season. So people now say. Hey, when you got Aaron Rodgers, you should have got a more viable backup. I don't really buy that. I think if you get Aaron Rodgers, that's a great situation. Hey, we're, we don't have to give up on Zach Wilson. Then he can take a breather and, and if push. Maybe we need him for a but couple you, games. But wait a minute, you don't need him. You don't need a, a back a backup for a thirty-nine year old quarterback. I mean, like like with a, with a leaky offensive you line. You do. You do, but but who are you going? Who are you going to get and pay that makes sense for you in the no, context I, I of your No, I understand you're not a, you're not planning for him to be out on four plays. I get that, but you can't yeah. put in the kid that you ridiculed a year ago and the team gave up on. Is what I'm saying. This defense is decent, good enough, I should say. Yeah. To, to 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 be able to play if you had a if you had a Dobbs or or a Carson Wentz or somebody Mike White, White. White. Honestly, Mike White no, no doubt about it I believe no that if they had Mike White they would have a totally different outlook right now I do believe that so Mike, uh, but I also yeah I do yeah, understand but, when you draft a quarterback that high that you you do tend to give him a little extra time even even if objectively you shouldn't I, I do understand how that happens before you go. Um, Everything seemed, you know, Denver's won three straight. There was thought, there were thoughts that Russell Wilson might get benched, or that yeah. Russell Wilson is not going to be there next year. Do you think now? I mean, I know we got half the season left, but do you think right now it's looking like he's going to be there for the foreseeable future with Sean Payton? Uh, I think it's so fascinating because I think heart of hearts, I think Sean Payton would probably like to not bet his future on Wilson would be my guess, right? Just for what's left of Wilson in the future. He's really taken the ball out of his hands last night. We saw on the screen his average pass was three yards down the field. Uh, I think he's done – Russell Wilson's been better. He's been more efficient. He hasn't had the meltdown games. But I don't think he's played championship-winning ball, and I don't know know that Sean Payton thinks that he can win it all, bringing it back with him. So – how are they going to eat that contract? They're going to eat that? Well, well, here's the problem. So 
if you if he's on the roster starting like in early or in March of this next year, you kick in another thirty seven million of guarantees. So that's really the decision you have to make. Like, yeah, hey, we're already upside down on this thing, but if he stays, we're guaranteeing another $37 million on top of that that we wouldn't have to. Right. So and he's so going to be where cut is what you're saying. He's going to be cut. Well, I thought he's going to be cut, but I think that's a tough thing. And you know, I think Sean Payton with ownership there, that's an interesting conversation if Russell Wilson is decent. Right. If he's and good enough. Numbers, to win, are like, near, numbers are near the top. I agree with you. I think his numbers – look better than he's actually played, but they are right there near the top of the league. Yeah. Oh, it's so fascinating. Like, to me, if – if uh, and you also have to have a, an alternative. Like, what's your alternative? What's your other plan? Right, right. What are you going to do? Right. So, right. yeah, this could be very, very interesting. Uh, and I would have thought he was gone, but, shoot, what if yep. he has he, – he could easily – he has 18 touchdowns, four interceptions. He could easily have 31 touchdowns and nine interceptions. And right. people are going to be like, well, hey, you got your guy right year. All right, Mike Sando, <laughs> the athletic. Great stuff as always, Mike. We appreciate the time. Hey, thank you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And Micah Parsons, who has the popular podcast called The Edge, was talking about his teammate Dak Prescott recently. And here's what he said, Rob. 
I think that Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation. If you're looking at numbers, what he's able to do, his efficiency, Dak Prescott is playing at elite level. He needs to be talked about more, not less. We should open our eyes. Open your eyes, people. Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation, and I think he will prove that leading out to the end of this year and winning some big games and leading us to the playoffs. Rob, I, I do agree for the most part with Micah Parsons. I don't know if he'll prove it. You know, we'll see. But right now, he should be in the conversation. I don't mean at the top. I don't mean the favorite. But he should be in the conversation. Right now, Rob, he is 11th. All right, 11th in the odds on DraftKings to win the MVP. Behind a man we've been talking about a lot this show, Josh Allen. He's behind, actually tied with Josh Allen, it looks like. But behind Brock Purdy, behind Joe Burrow, whose team is in danger of missing the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey's behind him. C.J. Stroud, whose team is 5-4. and four. And I look at it, Rob, and Dak Prescott, the Cowboys are 6-3. and three. Dak's numbers are near the top of the league. His numbers, in passer ratings, he's top five. Yard touchdowns, he's got 17. That, that's top five. Only six interceptions. People wanted to see him fix that. He fixed it. Throwing for 270 yards a game, nearly 270, 268. Top 10 in that, top seven or whatever. He's having a good year. And when I look at the leaders, Rob, the I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why he's not even like remotely in the conversation. And people are shocked that you even say he should be. Um, When I look at the guys that are kind of the leaders, the Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, even Joe Burrow, I think the perception, Rob, is that those guys lead their – like they're the reason their teams win. And Dak – that's not the perception about him. It may be, oh, he played well. He's a big part of it. But the perception is those guys lead their teams to wins. And Dak just plays well, but the defense leads them or, or whatever else it may be. Um, that I think that's part of it. And secondly, Rob, I think that being the Cowboys quarterback, while it helps him in a lot of ways, it's giving him more celebrity and you know, status than he otherwise would have, being that a a guy that's never even gotten to a Super Bowl, you know, and isn't viewed as one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think in this case it hurts him because everyone focuses – every Cowboys game is a big one because Jerry Jones talks so much and Micah's talking. Like, they're America's team, so every game is huge. And when they pummel these tomato cans, people, you know, okay, fine. And it, but then they got destroyed when everybody's watching because it's the Cowboys. It was a huge game, and they got destroyed by San Francisco. And Dak played poorly. And then they lose. He played well, but they still lost to Philadelphia. So I think the fact that there's such a heightened um, – focus on the Cowboys that when he has a bad game, because all the leaders have had bad games, 
But when he has a bad game, there's more of a focus on it, especially when they got destroyed in that game. Uh, and then they lost a big game, to, uh, not a big game, but lost to Arizona. And again, because it was the Cowboys, it's a big game. So those are why I, I don't think he should be leading by any stretch, but I think he should be fifth, sixth, somewhere around there. And the fact that he's not even like a, a whisper uh, is, is interesting to me, Rob, because all the other guys, all the other teams that are six and three or above, the quarterbacks that aren't mentioned, Kenny Pickett, Trevor Lawrence, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, we know why they're not mentioned in it. Their stats aren't close to uh, Dak Prescott's. But his numbers are good, but he's still not in the hunt. Yeah, I, I'm with the hunt, uh, him being out of the hunt. I don't think he's an MVP candidate at all. I think, you know, you've heard me call Matthew Stafford over the years, Stat Padford. I'm going to call Dak, Dak Padford, because he's padded his stats. And I'm not mad at him, Chris. I'm not mad at him for, for piling up on these bad teams. They beat the Giants twice, the Jets, the Patriots, the Rams, and then they beat the Chargers. All t- those are the teams that they beat. And so when you look at it, you can look at just stats, and that's why no one has them up there because it's not just a stat-driven no matter what. Oh, well, you just put up these numbers. It is about quality of opponents. It's about winning other games. It's like not wetting the bed in the moments that you've been waiting for. Those are the things that are holding Dak Padford back, not being a Cowboys quarterback, because we've seen him wet the bed too often in some of these games. And this year, the Giants just got awful. Twice they, they beat them. The Jets, awful. The Patriots can't well, the score, Jets, awful. The Jets haven't been awful defensively. They were. And they they, they've the, actually played really well against some of the top no, quarterbacks in the not, league. Not, not with the. I'm just saying, but but the Jets. Well, I mean, they gave up. I know. I know everybody likes their defense, but who they lose to uh, to the uh, Chargers recently? What they give up? Twenty seven or twenty eight points? I mean, they're not shutting people out. Uh, my point is that yeah, I, I, I disagree with the Jets. All right, I just I'm just saying play well against these top guys. Okay, that but, but I'm well just. Okay, but but my point is that these bad teams he's feasted on, and you're not going to win an MVP that way, and that's why he's not at the top. It has nothing to do with the Cowboys. It's that people are going to look at well, it. Well, again, and, nobody says he should be at the top, though. You don't even think he should be a mention? Well, if you're 11th, then then no, you're not even. That's not really no, a no, mention. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying yeah, like he shouldn't be. Fifth, no, that's where he belongs. Yeah, there? nah, he belongs. Uh, All right, I, I I don't have one iota, one scintilla, one uh, millimeter, Chris, one inch to say that Dak Prescott, I thought at all that he should be mentioned for MVP this year. Like, like zero, nothing. I cannot even form the words out of my mouth that he's the MVP or should be running for it. So I, me and you so, don't see okay. the same. I'm just no, saying I just you, you, I don't see you got to give me some facts. Philadelphia, they lost. He played well, 374 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. The Rams, decent team, 300 yards, four touchdowns, a pick. Chargers, playoff team. This you know they're in the hunt for the playoffs. Are they completed four, seven, five, yeah. four and five? Complete. They just yeah, gave, that's just in the hunt. Five hundred really? yards to the Lions. That's in the hunt, and the Lions are a legit team. But he completed seventy percent of his passes, two hundred seventy-two yards, and a touchdown. No picks against them. Uh, the Jets, who who Patrick Mahomes struggled against. 
Um, Josh Allen has struggled against. Chris, are they a good team? Yes 30, or no? They're a good defense. And that's no, are they a good team he's, he's is what facing. I asked you. They're four and five. Aren't are they, they four a good five team? And in the hunt? They're decent. They Their team? defense is really good. Are they and a that, good team? That, it's a simple told, answer. Yes or no? Question. Yes that, or no? Are they a good team? Dak Prescott, 255 yards. Are they a good yards, team? Two touchdowns. I, I answered your question. No, you they didn't. got a really good defense, and they're a decent team. They're in, they're He's in the He's not the run. MVP, Chris. You I can read the stats the up and down. You I can make your case. MVP. I'm and telling you that people don't view, the, view him as an MVP because there have been those bad games. And when you pile up on the Giants and some of these other teams, you want to call the Rams a good team, call them a good team. You want to call the Chargers a good team, call them a good team. Look at the teams that they've beaten. Who has a winning record out of those six teams? Nobody. You, you, like I said, nobody. I gave you the numbers. I just gave the, you the, the numbers. The, nobody. The New York, the New York. All I'm saying is he should be in the discussion. Josh Allen should be higher than him. Chris, name the winning team that he beat this year. Can you name? He that? hasn't beat. I, I don't okay. know that he's beating right. the winning team. Okay, that's all. Okay, but that doesn't mean he's not having a good season. I don't, I, the, the MVP in the league is going to be a guy who went through the year and didn't beat a team over 500. That's going to well, be your MVP? They, they, he's going to no, have to that's beat why he's not in the conversation. 500. That's why he's, he's not in the conversation. He's going to have to beat some teams over 500. The New York Jets made Patrick Mahomes struggle. They made uh, uh, Josh Allen struggle. They, made, they, they beat uh, Jalen Hurts. And he, he wrecked shop against the Jets. So he should be in the discussion on the periphery, but he should be in the discussion around five, six, and I'm shocked that he's not. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you, if you could? Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.